All right, Rabbi Good morning. Good morning. Let us let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning share. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Tevez, Mrs. Salma War, for dedicating all the Sherman Drushels this month. With immense gratitude for the refuah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the merit of refuah Shlema for all of those in need, in the schus of our holy soldiers, and in the schus of the return of all of our hostages. Our Talmud Torah sponsor, another Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Tevez, Leah Soul, as a schus for the refuah Shlema of her daughter, Ilana Bas Esther, for the safety of all of our soldiers and the safe return of all of our hostages to their families. Our week of learning sponsor, Chazen Mark Childs of Santa Barbara, California, in appreciation for the Dafyomi and for the refuah Shalima of Binyamin Yankel Ben Bela. We also dedicate our learning. As well as for as well as for the Ilu Nishmas Master Sergeant Nital Maizels and Sergeant Rami Tamir and Major Aryeh Rhine, all three precious Nishamas who fell in battle yesterday. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and their families in Nechama. Firstly, with that, let us begin. So, Baruch Hashem, we have a lot, a lot to do today. Today's daf, Baruch Hashem, is Nun Gimel 53. And we are picking up a merit Hashem on Nun Beis Amad Beis 52b. We left off Tashma, four lines up from the bottom. Actually, kind of, I left you without resolving the sugya. So a little bit more to do today. So we'll finish off one sugya, Mirat Hashem, and then begin a new sugya together. So the Gemara says as also, Tashma, Shar, Suma Omahalech So remember again, this Braisa actually contains a similar quotation from the Mishnah. What happens if you have the following situation? I dug a pit, I dug a pit. And a shar that is a cheresh, shota, or a katan, which means just a shar that lacks capacity. Shar lacks capacity. Now again, you'll say stama shar lacks capacity. But this is even a shar that lacks general, like animal capacity. In other words, even animal have instincts, right? Even animal have a certain, animals have a certain level of das. So we're talking about over here where the animal doesn't have that requisite level of das. Now the level of das that we're talking about over here is the ability to avoid a dangerous situation. So you have a so nafala soho, shar khere shot of a cotton, summa, or a blind shore, umahalech palaila, or a shore walking at night. Right? So remember again, on all of these situations, the animal lacks the ability to see the danger that is in front of it. Chayev. Ultimately, again, one is chayev. So in other words, meaning I, the person who dug the bar, am gonna be chayev. On the other hand, pikeach, meaning a normal shore, umahalech bayom, or a shore walking by day. You know, this is actually very interesting, Allah. And the shore falls into the pit. So I said, this is something very interesting to contemplate. So in the scenario over here, right, the shore is a normal shore, right, has what we'll call like the basic level of shore das, shore, shore intellect, and it's date or, and or it's daytime, which means the shore should be able to see the bar in front of it, but nevertheless it falls into it. Potter. Interestingly enough, the aloha is your potter. I, 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 the person who dug the pit, and potter. Now, I'll say, now, we'll come back to that for just, well, actually, let, let's just focus on this for just a moment. What's fascinating about this, Rabosai? What's fascinating? That, first of all, I think, I'm not sure that this point was ever explicitly made throughout our journeys through Baba Kama. We often have this idea that if you dig a pit, if you dig a pit and an animal falls in, you're chayv. What the Gemara now indicates to us is that that's not necessarily the case. Animals are instinctually programmed to avoid danger. And therefore, again, if an animal sees a pit in front of it, under normal circumstances, what's expected of the animal? What says the animal? Walk around. Don't walk into the pit. 
So therefore, interestingly enough, if I dig a pit and assuming that it's daytime and the animal's quote unquote a normal animal and the animal falls in, I am not liable for that, the Gemara says. If it's nighttime or the animal's blind or the animal is a cheresh or a shota, in those type of situations, I am liable. I will say tremendous Mr. Haskell. What do you see from here? There's muster and everything. What do you see from here? And even, even animals know to avoid danger. If animals know to avoid danger, then al-achas kamavakama, all the more so, how incumbent it is upon us to avoid not simply physically dangerous situations, but spiritually dangerous situations. Right? How often in life do we allow ourselves to be in situations which are spiritually unhealthy? We allow ourselves to be immersed in activities and exposures that are only going to harm my neshama. Sometimes there are people who I know are toxic. They're not the right influence. Yet what? I walk right into the bar. I walk right into the bar. So we'll say it's important to know that when you walk right into the bar, so pretty much the way that, what, what, essentially what I'm saying is, I am a blind ox. I'm a blind ox. Because even an ox knows to avoid a dangerous situation. If I can't even get that together in my own life, at least to try to avoid the dangerous situations, I'm a blind ox. What was I said to Mr. Haskell? If animals know how to avoid the boros of life, the pits of life, then Allah has come of a kama. We have to be awake enough and cognizant enough in life to be able to identify the difficult, toxic, damaging, dangerous situations and do our best to bypass them. So the Gemara says as follows. Who would have thought such musr from a blind ox, right? Who would have thought? Again, it was incredible. So we'll say, now why is this important for us? So the Gemara says, but why should I be potter? Remember again, I really should have finished this yesterday. So remember, we're, we're, we're in the middle of a sugya over here. What's the middle of our sugya? The middle of our sugya is, the middle of our sugya is that, is that we were trying to figure out the following situation. If I go ahead and put on my pit, if I put on my pit a cover that is strong enough to be able to go ahead and withstand an ox, but not strong enough to go ahead and withstand a camel, right? And in a situation where there's camel traffic, right? There's camel traffic. But now it turns out that what? Remember what happened? What, what ended up happening is no camels came on it, but rather again, the, the cover rotted. I got it by the way, I got a lot of blowback from my rottage. Um, for my use of the rottage word yesterday, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down, right? And, 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 right? So again, as a result of the rottage, so what ends up happening is the, the, the ox falls through. So the Shai Vigmar is trying to figure out is, should we say that essentially, since you're a poshea, since you're negligent, in that you didn't put the right cover on your pit, so the fact that you are negligent creates essentially, again, kind of like umbrella liability for everything, including rottage. So the Gemara says over here, if that were to be true, then in this, in this kind of situation, once I would be liable for digging a pit for an ox that's blind, that's a cheresh, that's a shota, or that it's nighttime, then that should give me blanket liability for everything. Even if a normal healthy ox falls in, I should be liable as well. Rather, what do you see? Elalaf shmamino, lo aminon migo shmamino. Rather, I will say, what do you see from here? You see from here that we don't say migo. What does it mean we don't say migo? We don't say that just because, you're li- just because you're negligent in one area gives you complete liability for everything. So I will say, so what, what, what that seems to mean is like this, going back to the Gemara's case, 
So remember, again, we're trying to figure out, do we say that if you're negligent in one area, that essentially makes you liable for anything that happens subsequently? So the Gemara seems to indicate that clearly from this Gemara, the answer to that is no. Because if the answer to that was yes, then the truth is, once you're liable for digging a pit, if a blind ox falls in, or a cheri shota ox falls in, or it falls in at night, then you should be liable for all cases. The fact that we don't create blanket liability indicates that halacha we don't say this migo. And I will say, this is indeed how the Rambam paskins as well. So the Rambam writes, listen to this, this is in Parak Yudbeis, halacha hey. Hesliya misoch of naflu shavarim, We'll say this is listen listen to the case. And this is really fascinating. I, I dug a pit. I dug a pit. I live in an area where there are oxes and there are camels. Oxes and camels. Which means I will say, what kind of cover should I be putting on my pit? What kind of cover? Right? Camel cover. Right, that, that's what I need. Home Depot, camel cover section, that, that's, that's where I need to be. Excellent stocking stuffer as well, right? I, I, right? So, right? so again, that, that, that's, that's where I need to be. That's where I need to be, the camel cover. There was, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Instead, I only bought the ox cover. Now, what happens, I was saying? It rots. It rots, right? The rottage takes hold, and now again, the ox walks on it, falls through. Falls through. Now, I was saying, the Ramam says... I'm not liable. I'm Potter. I, but one second, but you didn't put the camel cover on. You're ready. But what happened had nothing to do with the camel or not. What ended up happening was a result ultimately again of the rot of the cover. So because of that, is it warm in here? Is it a stick of warm in here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe it's just me. Good. All right. All right. So, good. Okay. I'm always accused of shifting the, 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 no, it's not. Okay. All right, fine. Must be getting older. So lemaisa, so lemaisa, like this. So therefore, the Rambam paskins that halacha lemaisa, we don't hold you liable for that scenario, right? And therefore, again, if the if the damage is a result of the rot, and the damage ultimately again is not a result of the camels walking through, you're not liable. So we'll say that's how he paskins. So just because, in other words. We don't, in other words, the Migo says, once you're negligent in one area, we make you fully culpable in all areas. Halacha Lamaisa, the Ramam says, we don't hold of that Migo. So in this case, even though you failed to put the camel cover on, so let's go through this. If you failed to put the camel cover on, the camels walked through it, weakened the cover, the oxen then walked through it and fell through, then Enochinami, in that case, there would be liability. But assuming that's not the case over here, you didn't put the camel cover on, but that's fine, no camels walked over it. It just rotted. It just rotted. And as a result, ultimately, the oxen fell through. Remember, also, this goes back to yesterday's daf, that you are not chayiv for rottage of the cover. In other words, that's normal wear and tear. Again, what your liability is for inspecting it will have to come back to. Good, that's talachav. Let's go back to nafalafanav. Nafalafanav. So the Gemara says as follows. Salachav, I remember again, the Mishnah said that if you're digging the pit and the ox falls forward into the pit, ultimately, you're liable. If the ox falls backward into the pit, you're not liable. So says Gemara, let's analyze this. Amar Rav, lefanav lefanav mamish, liachrav liachrav mamish. So Rav says, literally again, lefanav literally means it's falling forward, and liachrav literally means it's falling backwards. And as Rav says, this is a literal understanding, tap of nun gimel, v'zeh v'zeh bebar. 
And I will say everything ultimately again is happening as a result of the bar. Now I will say it says Marav Latame. We had this just a few days ago. The Amarav bar actually just on Shabbos bar shechayiv alav Torah the havlo v'alav chabato. Most remember we had this machlokes. Rav says, what is it about the bar that causes the loss of life of the animal? What is it about the bar? Ultimately, it's the air. It's the putrid air of the bar. So according to Rav, watch this. When the animal falls forward and dies, then there's bar liability. Why? Because we assume, why did the animal die? I don't know, die. It inhaled the air of the bar. When it falls backwards, we assume, why did the animal die? Impact with the bar. Well, impact with the bar is not the bar doing damage. That's ultimately, again, the ground doing damage. Also, remember, again, Rav holds that the entire damaging force of the bar is the putrid air that is on the noxious, putrid, okay. I don't know what the right word is. Okay, no, yeah, noxious, putrid air that ultimately, again, causes, ultimately causes the animal to die. So we'll say, so that's Rav's idea. That's why the Mishnah says animal falls forward. It's inhaling bar air. That's how it dies. Animal falls backwards. The assumption is death is called, caused by impact. That's why you're potter. Okay, so the Gemara goes right to Shmuel. Shmuel says, no, no, no. Babar, Shmuel says, if the animal dies in the bar itself, whether the animal falls headfirst into the bar or falls backward into the bar, you're going to be chayiv. Why? Shmuel letamei, Dharma Shmuel, the chol shekin lechabato. But Shmuel holds that there are two aspects of the bar that cause the loss of life of the animal. Number one, ultimately, again, is the inhaling of the noxious air. And number two, ultimately, again, is the impact. Shmuel holds the bar kills both ways. So therefore, it says, Shmuel says, where the animal's falling head first, in which case maybe it died because of inhaling the noxious air, or it fell backwards, so it died as a result of impact, you will be chayiv. But so here's the interesting part. But the Mishnah did speak about a case where the animal is falling backwards as a result of the sounds, getting startled by the sound of the digging of the pit, and the Mishnah said, you're potter. What's that case? So what's this interesting? The case could be ultimately, again, where the animal actually falls out of the bar, chips in the bar, and actually trips in such a way where it falls out of the bar and is damaged outside of the bar. That would be a case, ultimately, again, of potter. Okay, interesting. So the says as follows, Eisvei, so Rav says, in a bar, if an animal falls forward, chayiv, right? Because it's inhaling the air and dying as a result of that. Falls backward, it's the impact that's killing it, and therefore you're potter. That's Rav's logic that, the pro, that bar, the damaging power of bar, is in the unlocking of the noxious air by digging down ten tfachim. But if the ground itself goes ahead and damages or kills the animal, that's not bar, that's karka. That's karka and there's not liability. Shmuel says, you if a bar while the animal dies because of the noxious air or impact. Shabbos says, therefore, according to Shmuel, the case where the animal is startled by the, by, by the digging and falls backwards and there's potter, that's actually where the animal falls out of the bar. It trips in the bar and actually falls out of the bar and is damaged outside of the bar. That's where there will be, a, that's where there'll be no liability. So I think Marisa Kasha, Eisvei, says, by bar, if the animal is, whether the animal is damaged, excuse me, the animal falls in, face forward, right, head first, or falls backwards, you're going to be chayiv. Tiyufta de Rav. So we'll say this seems to refute the position of Rav. Am Rav Chista, so Rav Chista said, Mode Rav, Bebar Bershuso de Chayiv. 
So we'll say Rav will agree, listen to this case, Rav will agree in the case ultimately again of the bar in one's Rishos, where the bar itself ultimately again is in the domain, right? Let's say I dig a bar and it's in my Rishos. Now obviously the case over here has to be where I'm mafkir the area around the bar, but still retain ownership over the bar. That's a bar Rishos, we can have a case like that. So Rav says in that kind of case, even Rav will agree that you're chayiv, whether the animal fell forward or backwards. Why? Because I will say, when the bar is in Rishus Hayachet, to understand, the Manashach Rav says, you're right. So if it's the noxious air, the noxious air belongs to me. And if it's the impact on the earth, the earth belongs to me as well. Rabba Amar Hachamask, you know, what's the case over here? It's an interesting case. So we'll say, what's the case here? It's very interesting. The case over here is where the animal's falling, right? The animal's falling. Ultimately, again, and initially it's falling head first. And then it does some gymnastics on the way down in the fall, right? And it ends up turning and falling on its back. I will say, since at the end of the day, it fell head first for a little bit, that means that what? It did absorb some of the noxious bar air. And therefore, again, even Rav will agree that even though subsequently it lands on its back, we ascribe its death to the noxious air, not to the impact. Okay, Rav Yosef, I'm Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef says, This is interesting. Rav Yosef says, what are we referring to over here? We're not referring to over here the damage that the bar does to the shar, but rather referring to the damage that the shar does to the bar. Maimi, who, what's the case? Shehivish es meimav. The case over here is where ultimately, again, the shark fell in and the shark caused the water to become putrid. Listen to this. Both say in that case, ultimately, again, remember, since it's the shark that's damaging the water, it makes no difference if the shark fell head first or if the shark fell backwards. Ultimately, again, mechayiv, you will still be chayiv. Incredible. So we'll say, so tani rav chanani, the siyul rav. So chanani, so we'll say, so remember again, what we are embedded in over here is our, this general machlokis rav and shmuel, which we've seen already before, but is now coming to a head. Well, literally, no pun intended. Coming to a head over here. And what is the damaging force of bar? Is bar ultimately, again, hevlo? Is it the air of the bar? That's rav. Or Shmuel. Now, again, I want to point out, Shmuel doesn't disagree that the heir of the bar has the ability to kill the animal. He just says, impact also does a doozy, right? In other words, right there, right? A shark falling into a bar, that also can't ignore the impact of it. So again, Shmuel's just adding on to Rav, including Chabad. So, what was I, so that, that, that's the fundamental machlokis that's unfolding over here. So let's go back to it. So Tani Rav, Chananyo, Seyuli Rav. So Rav Chananyo came and wanted to support the position of Rav. Vinafal, remember again, the Bible the Torah itself, when speaking about bar, uses lashon of vinafal that the animal falls in. Ad sheyipal derech nefila. One is only liable if the animal falls in derech nefila. I was saying, what's derech nefila? Derech nefila, head first, right? Head forward, head first. So I say, what do you see from there? And I will say, so here, watch this. Mikan amru nafal lefana mikolak kriya chayiv leachar mikolak kriya pata. So from here you see that if the animal falls in head first, yichayiv. The animal falls in backwards, you're not chayiv. So listen, so what's the idea over here? The idea being that obviously vinafal, so look what's happening. Vinafal means falling in. What's the typical way of falling in? Head first. Now both say, now the reason why this support for Rav is if it was just a din and impact, 
So what does it matter how the animal falls in? It's the impact that's killing it. The fact that the Torah seems to be makbid, that the animal is falling head first, would seem to indicate that what's killing the animal is not the impact, but rather, again, what's killing the animal is the inhaling of the noxious bar air. So Mar says, even if the animal falls forward, that was, and here's what's interesting. Remember, this is also the Mishnah's case. The animal is, why is the animal falling? In the case of the Mishnah, what's causing the animal to fall? The animal is startled. Right, right. Ruben's, Ruben's digging a pit. Right, he's using his jackhammer, and he goes ahead, and the noise startles the shar, and the startled shar. Oh, was I forgot to mention? By the way, the shir today is also is also dedicated by Shmuel and Robin Karapkin in honor of the birth of a grandson. Right to the to the children to Aaron Nava Karapkin in Muncie, New York. So I'm assuming that's why Shmuel is not here. Today is also Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Krapkins. Rehaz Hashem, today should be Zohar, Lachniso, Berviso, Sha'am, Avinu, Bismano, and the God of the Torah, Ulechopo, Lomaisim, Tobim. So the Gemara says, Va'amai. So I don't understand, in that case, ultimately, again, <coughs> why should, why should it be Chayiv? Neyma, Kora, Garam, La. Bosai, in a case where the animal is startled and falls into the bar, and ultimately, again, dies, so why should it be Chayiv? After all, why did the animal fall in? It fell in because it was startled by the guy who was digging. So I say, so now remember again, the Bal Habar shouldn't be Chayv. Who should be Chayv? The guy who's digging. I maybe you'll say it's the same person. I will say, but even so, the person who's digging, I will say, that's Grama. That's Grama. That's causation. What did we say? What's Salacha by Grama? Grama by Nizak in his potter. So why should anyone be Chayv? It's right. So we'll say, who's that being? It's, it's very interesting. It's Rabbi Nasser. We saw this before, we'll say, the Amar, Baal Habar, Hazeka Ka'avid. So we'll say, because Rabbi Nasser says like this, at the end of the day, right, the Baal Habar is the one who damaged. So we'll say, we're going to see something very interesting. Rabbi Nasser is of the opinion that sometimes, sometimes, ideally, repayment is supposed to come from one party. But if the repayment can't come from that one party, you have the ability to go ahead and seek it from another involved party. For example, I'll say, listen to this, this is very interesting. So I'll say, now watch this. You have a shar that put shar A, shar A, pushed shar B into a bar. Into a bar. Shar B is dead. Shar B is dead. Now, I'll say, now watch this. So shar shadachav es chaveri lebar. Bal hashar chayiv, bal abar pater. So we'll say in a case like this, really, the owner of shar A is going to be chayiv. The bar is pater, right? What's the logic behind that? Because really, again, it's the shar that did the damage, right? Had shar A not pushed shar B, right? Shar B would be, you know, living its best life, you know, be doing its thing, right? So now, again, it's shar A that went ahead and caused this damage. Now watch this. Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Nassim says, Bal hashar meshali mechza, so Mara says, no, 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 no. The Shar A pays half, half of the damage and, shar, and, and the Balabar, and the, the owner of the pit, pays the other half damage. Other half. So Mara says, one second. Vatanya, but we learn, Rabbi Nassim, Omer, Balabar Mishalim, Gimel Chalokim, Ubala Sharavia, but yet also we learned, Rabbi Nassim, that Rabbi Nassim says that the owner of the bar pays three quarters damage. And the owner of the shar pays one quarter damage. So what's going on? So how do you, so we'll say, so just want to point out over here. So the Tanakama holds, the Tanakama holds that the owner of the bar is completely potter. 
right? Completely potter because he didn't do anything. Really complete liability rests with the owner of Shar A. Rabbi Nossin holds, I will say, the Machlokis Rabbi Nossin. Rabbi Nossin holds that there's shared liability. The Machlokis is what's the nature of shared liability? Is it 50 50? Shar A pays 50%, owner of the bar pays 50%, or maybe owner of the bar pays three quarters and owner of Shar A pays one quarter. The Gemara says that's not a contradiction. Lokasha, Habitam, Habemuad. Very interesting, I will say. If Halacha Lamaisa, if Halacha Lamaisa, Shar A was a Tam, then that's the case ultimately again where it'll pay one quarter and the owner of the bar pays the rest, three quarters. If however, Shar A was a Muad, then Shar A will pay 50% and Shar B will pay, Shar B will pay 50%. So Yomar says, well, let's analyze this. Ubatam, my Kasavar. So what's going on in the Tam case? What does Rabbi Nassim hold? So if Rabbi Nassim holds that in reality, Shar A and Bar are equal partners in the damage, so then the Gemara says, Then in reality, each should have to pay 50%. And if Rabbi Nassim only holds that, no, you know, the Baal Hashar, Shar A did part of the damage, and Shar and the Bar did part of the damage, then if that's the case, then ultimately, again, the Balabar should have to pay half, and the Balashar should have to pay a quarter. And that's not what said, let them split the damages. And the owner of Shar B will simply lose out on a quarter damage. Amarava, Rava, Rava says like this, Rabbi is incredible. Rabbi will say, second, end of second wide line. Rabbi Nasan was a Dayan. And as a Dayan, he was very well versed in the intricacies of the law. Watch this. Kasavar, hai kula hezek avid, vai kula hezek So you will say, in Rabbi Nassim's model, in Rabbi Nassim's model, watch this. He holds that when Shar A pushes Shar B into the bar, we look at Shar A as fully liable and bar as fully liable. They're both, they're both fully liable in the death of Shar B. Now watch this. If that's the case, so if that's the case that they're really, they're fully, they're both fully liable, then what's Rabbi saying? Then really we should say Shar A should pay 50% of damages and Shar B should pay 50% of damages. Listen to this. Because it was to listen to this. Because if we were make Shar A pay 50% and Shar A is a tam, Shar A is a tam, so I will say, generally as a time, what do you pay? What do you pay? Chatsi Nezek. So I will say, if you're going to make Shar A pay 50% Chatsi Nezek, the full Chatsi Nezek essentially as, as a time, then the Shar could say to the bar, then you're not my partner. You're not my partner. In other words, if you're really my partner in the damage, then you should offset some of my liability. If I have to pay, if I have to pay a complete 50%, then Lamaisa, say, you're not my partner in liability. So Rabbi Nassim said the truth is, Shar A has a valid point. So therefore again, Shar A, because the bar was involved in the damage, Shar A should ha- is only has to pay what? Quarter damages. Quarter damages, reflecting the fact that without a partner, right? Again, remember, had Shar A done the damages himself, he would have been Chayev for 50%. Chati Nezek. Now he has a partner, so that partnership offsets his liability to one quarter. Now here's what's interesting. Then what do we do? Then we go ahead and we shift the half and remaining quarter over to the Balabar. To which the Gemara says, 
So which the Gemara says, the Olam Kasavra Hypalgazekavid. The other possibility ultimately is that you know, maybe maybe Rasan holds that we view we view ultimately again Shar is doing part of the damages and Bar is doing part of the damages. I Kashidha Bala Bar Mashalim Palgu Bala Shar Mashalim Ravia. Vidah Ravia if nafsit. I if that's the case about say. So then I understand. So ultimately, again, so the Balabar should have to pay Chatzinezek, right? 50% of the damages. The Balashar should have to pay a quarter because that's the partnership. But I will say then the remaining quarter should just be a loss to Shar B. Why does the remaining quarter get shifted to the Balhabar? Both say it's incredible. Mishum Balashar the Balabar. Because remember again, the owner of Shar B can say to the owner of the bar, Ana Turoi Bibirach Ashkachisei. So it is incredible. So ultimately, again, at the end of the day, it is very powerful. At the end of the day, so, so the owner of Sharbi could say to the owner of the bar, listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. I have, my Shar is dead. And where is my Shar dead? Where is my Shar dead? In your bar. In your bar. See, here's the deal. If you have the ability to recapture some of the damages from another party, go for it. But whatever you can't recapture from another party, you're on the hook. Because at the end of the day, my shar is dead in your bar. So we'll say, so therefore watch this. So according to Rabbi Nassim, in a case, so let's play this out. So now let's, let's play the whole thing out over here. So according to Rabbi Nassim, let's go with the Tam case, because that's the easiest case. Well, not the easiest, but that's what Mar is using. So right, Shar A is a Tam, pushes Shar B into the pit. What is Shar A liable for? What is Shar A liable for? Half, Chatzinezek. However, because Shar A has a partner in the damage, therefore again, Shar A's liability is diminished, reflecting the partnership to quarter damages, quarter damages. Technically speaking, the Balabar, what is the Balabar on the hook for? Fifth, what is he on the hook for? 50%. Because remember, again, he did damage in partnership with Shar A. So therefore, again, he's paying 50%. Shar A ultimately, again, is paying one quarter, which leaves what? One quarter of damages outstanding. Rabbi Nassim's Chiddush is, who is on the hook for that additional quarter? The Balabar. The Balabar, right? Why? Why? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the owner of Shar B can say to him, listen, my Shar is dead in your bar. So whatever you could recapture from the owner of Shar A, go for it. But whatever you can't recapture, ultimately again, it's on you. Incredible. And I will say that is the position of Rabbi Nassan. So I will say what I will point out over here, remember is, we still have our fundamental machlokas between Rav and Shmuel about the nature of Bar. The Rambam Paskins like Shmuel, Hamaz like Shmuel, that Bar ultimately again damages in two ways. It damages through its Hevel, it damages ultimately again through its noxious air, and also damages through impact. So the reason why that's important is because if an animal falls into a bar, we pass him, where the animal falls head first or the animal falls backwards and dies in the bar or is damaged in the bar, there's going to be liability regardless because we pass like Shmuel. Okay, a couple more bar cases. Amarava, very interesting case here. Listen to this case, listen to this case. I left, I, right? I left a stone, I left a stone in the Rosh Hashanah. And what happens? The right, Ruven's animal, Ruven's animal is walking, trips over the stone, and falls into Shimon's bar. 
falls into Shimon's bar. So you see what's happened over here? Right? So what's that law? So the Mara says, Baron the Machlokis Rabbi Nasan Varabanon. So the said, This is the Machlokis, Rabbi Nasan Varabanon, right? Because right, ultimately, again, Rabbi Nasan holds that there be shared liability. And ultimately, again, the Rabbanon will hold there wouldn't be shared liability. Look at Rashi here just a moment. Baron the Machlokis, last two lines of Rashi. The Rabbanon Bala Evan Chayev do Garan Kalanafila. According to the Rabbanon, I, the one who placed the stone, I'm going to be liable because I caused this entire situation. Without my stone, the animal would have never fallen into the bar. So therefore, again, I, the owner of the stone, am fully liable. According to Rabbi Nasan, there's shared liability. There's shared liability. So the Gemara says, <coughs> the Gemara says, Pshita. Okay, that's kind of obvious. So Ma'atem Ojev thought, Hasam Huda Amr Bala 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 Shar. So we'll say, I would have thought maybe, maybe in the previous case, so we'll say, remembering always the previous case, Shar A pushes Shar B into the bar. Into the bar. So I would have thought maybe in that case, Damar Bala Bar Le Bala Shar, Ilav Bira Didi, Torah Dida Chavakatale. Because we'll say, at the end of the day, I would have said maybe in that case, the reason why the Rabbanon exempt the Bala Bar is because the Bala Bar could say to the, Baal, to, to the owner of Shar A, you know, had my pit not have been there, your animal, right, Shar A would have gored and killed Shar B. So my pit didn't really do anything. But over here, the owner of the stone could say to the owner of the pit, were not for your pit, what would my stone have done? You have a miskabah. What what's the worst that could have happened? Right? What was the worst that could have happened? Right? The animal would have tripped. Right? So we'll say, you have a miskabah, have enough of a kite. So we'll say, ultimately, what's the worst that could have happened? The animal would have tripped over the, pit, over, over the stone and, and what? And Allah Lamaisa would have just gone ahead and gotten back up. I'll say, by the way, another tremendous musr from a, from a shar. I'll say, what does a shar do when it trips and falls down? What does a shar do? It gets back up. And I'll say, if a shar ultimately again knows how to get back up in the aftermath of tripping, and I'll say, that's a shar without an ashama like ours. That's a shar without intellect like ours, but a shar, a shar instinctually understands you trip, you fall down, you get back up. Allah has come of a us. We trip, we fall. Sheva yipol tzaddik. Even the tzaddik falls down multiple times. But what does the tzaddik do? The kam. The tzaddik gets back up. Sheva said the great danger in life is falling down and staying down. And what a muster. Even a shur knows you don't stay down once you trip. You dust yourself off and you get back up. If it works for a shar, and a shar knows it instinctually, then how much we have to govern ourselves with that same principle as well. Incredible. So the Gemara says this as Kamash Malan, the Amarle, Ilav Evan, Lo Havanafalabira. No, because they're both say at the end of the day, the owner of the pit could say ultimately to the owner of the stone, were it not for your stone, ultimately again, my if were it not for your stone, the animal would have never fallen into the pit. Okay? So I'll say, so again, it's the same machlokas. It's the same machlokas. So you see over here, what you have over here is, Drabonon really look, they assign complete liability to kind of the first party, right? So again, in the previous case, it was the owner of Shar A. In this case over here, it's the owner of the stone. Rabbi Nassan really is the one who goes with this joint liability model. Itmar, we'll say, Amadeus, Itmar, Shar, the sharp Suleim, it's an interesting case over here. So you have, so you have two, you have two shvarim, two axim. So you have a, one regular shar and a shar of psuli hamukdashin, which gored another shar. Now we'll say, what's the example of shar psuli hamukdashin? My new shar bechar delo parikle. 
This would be an example ultimately again of say of a firstborn shar of a bechor shar that was not redeemed. Rashi says over here bechor balmum shein bar pidyon. It's a it's a bechor animal that is blemished that is not capable of being redeemed. The chayvan the lab bar pidyon who lo nafik mikdusha kamaisa because ultimately it's not been redeemed. Therefore, it's never left its initial kedusha. Hilchach shar hektish karinabe. Therefore, I will say it's called the Shar Hektish. I will say we're going to see, by the way, what's unique. Remember, we saw this before. What's unique about any animal that's called the Shar Hektish? What's unique about it? If it gores, it's not responsible. And if you gore it, you're not responsible. So watch this. Shar Vishar Psalm I will say in this case, you have a tag team. A regular Shar, right? And a Hektish Shar. Or I should say, right. We'll, we'll call Shar Psalm Vashon, which is also Hektish Shar. That gore. So we'll say, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? So Abayi Omer, Mishanin Chatzinezak. Abayi says, ultimately, again, you still have to go ahead and pay Chatzinezak. Ravina Omer, Mishalim, Ravinezak. Right, Ravina says, ultimately, again, you pay quarter damages. So the Gemara says, Havahabitam, both are talking about a tam case. Havahabitam, both are talking about a and I will say, again, referring to two different opinions, one is like the, the Rabbanon, right? One is like the Rabbanon. And one is like Rabbi Nosan. Look at Rashi for just a moment. So the Gemara says over here. So Rashi says, first of all, Amar Chatzin Azim Shalim. So actually, Kirabanon, Revia Nesek, Hovi Eshbo Shotov, Vezeshin Yochal Ishtami, Minakot Shim Yafsit. Fine. So we'll say reflecting on different views. Ibai saying, the possibility is, Havahal Kirabanon. Both are reflecting the view of the Rabbanon. Habitam, Habamuad. And one is talking about a case of a Tam, and one is talking about a case of a Muad. Okay, look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, "Vibai simet tarvayi kirabanon betam revia nezek halviesh lo shotov muad chazi nezek." So remember again, the tam case will be a case of quarter damages. The muad case will be a case of half damages. In both of these cases, Rabbi remember again, the chulin animal doesn't have to pay the full amount. Why not? Why not? Because it has a partner, right? Because there is someone else involved in the damages. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ikeda Amri, good, Ikeda Amri, an alternate version of this, Abayi Amr, Abayi says, Chatsi Nezek, Ravina Amr, Kuli Nezek, Abayi says, you only have to pay half damages, Ravina says, you have to pay complete damages, Ha Vaha Bimuad, both are talking about a Bimuad, and Abayi says, how do you, how do you, how do you describe the differences? Ha Krabanon, Va Krabinasan, so both say, we keep on lapsing back to the same previous Machlokis, Abayi says, the other possibility is, Ha Vaha Krabinasan, both are affecting the Rabbi Nasan, Habimuad, Habitam. Ultimately, again, one is Semen Amuad, one is Semen So, we'll say, so again, we now just have three different illustrations of the Machlokas between Rabbi Nasan and the Rabbanon. Right? Ultimately, again, number, number one case is Shar A pushes Shar B into the pit. Number two case is animal trips over a stone and falls into the Shar. Number three case is two Shvarim, one ultimately again of Chulin, one of Hektish, that ultimately gore another, a third Shar. Okay? All the same Machlokas, just illustrating the same Machlokas in three different ways. Beautiful. Amarav, Amarava. Rava says as follows. So we'll say another interesting case. Shar vi Adam labar. This is very interesting. So then I watch this. You have a shar, a shar, and an adam and a person who push together, right, who damage together another shar by pushing him into a bar. Uh, it's good collaboration. Now she says over here, shar adam shedachvu, davar echad labar, v'nintu shloshtan shutfin benezek, hashar v'abar v'adam. So I will say now, what's, what's incredible about this case, right? So you've got Ruvain, shar A, pushing shar B 
into Shimon's bar. So now both say, Sharbi dies. Now we have three people involved in the death of Sharbi. Who are the three people? Number one, owner of Shar A. Number two, Ruvain. And number three, Shimon, because it was Shimon's pit. Incredible. So I'll say, so now the child is going to become, how do we assign liability? Here we go. So it says the Gemara, So when it comes to damages, when it comes to damages, everyone's in, every, every, everyone, everyone meaning Ruvain, owner of Shar A, and Shimon, owner of the bar. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, now, we'll say, by the way, also Rashi points out, this could be a case of, this could be a case ultimately, again, of where they're pushing a shar or where they're pushing an adam. In other words, you could have a case of where shar A, Ruvain, are pushing a person into the pit of Shimon. Right, so in that case, again, let's say it was a person who was pushed in. So in that case, all the parties involved, Shar A, Ruvain, and Shimon, will all be chayiv to share in damages. So Nizikin, everyone's chayiv. Lenin Arba Dvarim. Now, both saying, now once again, remember, if it's a person who's being pushed in, so remember again, anytime you damage a person, remember we saw all this before, there's those additional buckets of damage, right? Sheves, Ripui, right? Sheves, Ripui, Sheves, Sheves, Ripui, Boshes and Pegam. Sorry. Uh, Nezek Tsar. Nezek Tsar, Ripui, Boshes. Sheves. Got it. Thank you. Right. Excellent. Good. Right. So, we'll say, so remember again, if you have the Arba, it's only calling it Arba Devarim, right? Because remember again, we, we kind of, Nezikin is dealt with separately. So the additions are, assuming that we're talking about a person who was pushed into the bar. So ultimately, again, even Arba Devarim, Udmei Velados. So, we'll say, now, what's Udmei Velados? The Nevelados would be, let's say they went ahead and pushed a pregnant woman there and she miscarried, and she miscarried. So in that case, ultimately, again, Adam Chayiv. So we'll say, so remember, the person who participates ultimately, again, will be Chayiv. So remember, Shar Ubar Pater. But Shar and Bar ultimately, again, will be Pater under those circumstances. Linyan Kofer. So we'll say, what about for Kofer payments? Ushloshim Shal Abed, or the 30, right? Again, I'll say, the Shloshim is the is the knas payment, ultimately, again, for the death of an Eved. So it's the halacha. Shor chayiv, shor chayiv, right? Adam ubar pturim. Ultimately, again, Adam and bar apata. So we'll say, so we're just going through, just again, we've seen all these halachas before. Linyan kalim, we'll say, what happens if, let's say, for example, again, the shor was carrying utensils, and the utensils broke as a result, ultimately, of falling into the bar. Linyan kalim, ushar, so the Gemara says, linyan kalim, ushar psulim abdashim, so the Indian Kalim, the sharp Sulem of Dashan, or I will say for that matter again, Halochalamaisa, the shar that was pushed in, let's say it was a sharp Sulem of Dashan, Adam the Shar Chayovin, man and Shar Bichayev, Bar Pater, and Bar ultimately again will be Pater. Why I will say this is actually very interesting. Now Dafka, I will say, it is talking about a case where let's say the shar they pushed in was a sharp Sulem Mukdashan, which means a shar that was consecrated but can no longer be offered. Why is there no bar liability in that case? Interesting. We'll say the halacha by, the halacha by bar, is really to, the way the Torah frames the liability of bar, is bar ha-bar yishalem kesev v'shilabalov v'hames lo. Now we'll say this is actually very interesting. We, we spoke about this a little bit, right? Whenever an animal falls into the bar and the bar dies, so the Torah says, the Torah says that the owner of the bar is obligated to go ahead and repay the damaged party 
Now, the way the Gemara's understanding over here is Vamesi alone means what? The owner of the bar keeps the carcass. Now, that interpretation is subject to the truth, as we're going to see in just a moment. But for now, we're going with that idea that he gets to keep the carcass. So what do you see from here? Lememra, from say, now what does that teach you? That teaches you that there's only bar liability, I mean, the owner of the bar is only liable when? In a case when he gets to keep the carcass. But in a case where he doesn't get to keep the carcass, what would be an example of a case where he doesn't get to keep the carcass? Where the animal was consecrated. In the case where the animal is consecrated, I will remember again, even after that animal is dead, that animal also retains sanctity and therefore is unable to go ahead and the carcass is unable to be used. Because the carcass can't be used, therefore again, we are suggesting that that would free the owner of the pit from liability as well. The Pshita of the Rava, so is that to understand that according to Rava, that's how we interpret that phrase, Vamesielo, that the owner of the pit gets to keep the carcass, and there's only pit liability in the case you get to keep the carcass. But this was a cash opposed to Rava, the Bai Rava, according to Rava, if you have a shar, that's Psulay Makdash, and that falls into a pit, what's the halacha? What do we say? Do we interpret that phrase of to me, to mean that there is only bar liability in a case where you get to keep the carcass? We had this before. We'll have to stop with this today. But remember, we had this before. We is an alternate interpretation. What does mean? What's the other possibility? What does that mean? What that means, means that ultimately, again, the owner of the cow, or the owner of the ox, is obligated to what? To deal with the carcass. And then as we're both saying, remember again, there is money to be recaptured from the sale of the carcass. But who's responsible to deal with that? And remember again, in the case of a bar, case of a bar, there's an added issue, which is what? Which is what? Extraction. So who is obligated for extraction and then subsequent sale? So some say Vamesielo means that the owner of the animal is obligated to do that. So most say, see over here, see see over here, that Allah Kalamaisa, there is some level of dispute about what to do with that pass. All right, so I'm gonna leave you a little bit on the cliffhanger over here. We're kind of stopping right in the middle of that, but Amir Hashem, we will resolve that interpretation. Amir Hashem, first thing tomorrow morning. Go fight there from there, Bosai. Shkoyach.